Welcome back to the Call in Our Shop podcast. I'm Austin, joined by Logan. This is episode 42. Every single Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, you can check it out. You can also download the da- the podcast wherever you get your podcast form. And if you don't know, you can also download our daily video, so you can just listen in the car. You don't have to be watching the video. But, Logan, how are you doing, first and foremost? Today? I see you got your Panther shirt on today. Oh, dude, I'm doing great. You know, b- big moves in Carolina here. If you can't see it, it's a, it's a run CMC shirt. My girlfriend knows how much I love Christian McCaffrey, maybe just as much as her. Uh, but, but uh, no, it, it's it's been great. Lot lot of, lot of news in Carolina. I know I know for sure we're scheduled to talk about that today. But I'm doing well. How even, are you doing? Well, I'm gonna cut you off because even bigger news, Logan. Thirty-five thousand subscribers. You, yeah. guys you guys crushed it. You guys have just absolutely been hitting that subscribe, and we certainly appreciate it. So I don't know if we've necessarily hit it officially, but by the time this goes live, hopefully we've hit gained a couple extra subscribers. We're going to hit it today. We appreciate you guys as always for showing all that support, and we're just going to get right into it. We're going to talk about your team, Logan. You made a big trade. You talked about it, Baker Mayfield. How are we feeling? You got Baker and Sam Darnold, the first and third overall pick in a couple years ago. How are you feeling? Yeah, right. That's that. That's what we call value, right? Stacking some some X, uh, some 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 uh, redemption projects, I guess. Uh, I I don't know. Look for what we gave up to get Baker Mayfield. I really do like the move, right? So you you give up what was a fifth round pick? Correct me if I'm I wrong. I believe so. And like with like uh, if he plays a certain amount of snaps, you know, he goes to fourth. But yeah, you didn't really pay too much for him. Yeah, so so you got a you got a fifth round pick for for Baker Mayfield, a potential starting quarterback, right? Is he one of the? If he is he a is he a top thirty two quarterback in the league? To me, he is. He's a, he's still on that like bottom bottom tier, for, right? Especially considering what he was last year. But on this Carolina Panthers offense, I just need you to not be catastrophic. I just need you to not be throwing three three picks a game. And I think Baker Mayfield can do that. So I I really do like the prospect. And you know what, Austin. I love the revenge game narrative that we could get week one when he faces the Browns. And I, I looked at the line in that one. It's a pick em. So you, you tell me what's going to happen in that one. To me, it's that's a very talented Browns team. And they're they're in a pick em with Carolina. That that line doesn't make sense. We're not line reading NFL already, but I, I kind of am. Not yet. Maybe we got, I mean, less than two months until opening day. So we're going to talk about maybe some uh, some college football, which actually starts next month, a little bit later on in the podcast. But I know we talked about Baker probably, I don't know, Two, three months ago when he requested the trade, all the fiasco, all the stuff went down. And people were like, Baker's going to get traded. The Panthers were an immediate trade target. You know, we kind of joked about you guys getting Baker and whatnot. I don't hate the pick uh, or the pickup solely because of the value. I mean, you guys didn't really give up much. The odds of getting someone that's, you know, usable at that fifth round pick, probably not too likely. And so you get a guy in Baker Mayfield's going to be motivated. We also think about Baker. He played all of last year for the majority with like a, I don't know what his shoulder injury was, but it's hard to throw with the, who knows what his injury was. So, I don't hate it. I mean, it's not like you're you're paying a guy, you know, for five years for twenty $20 million dollars for five years every single. It's it's like a one year rental, and you know if it goes poorly, you just can cut bait. You can draft a QB next year, and you can call it call it a day. So I think Baker's gonna be an interesting, and boy, I'm gonna be watching that Week One matchup. That's gonna be a doozy. Hopefully, he wins the starting job, but it kind of goes back. To, I mean, the guy who'll be competing against is Sam Darnold, and it's just I'm just proud of the Jets for getting something for Sam Darnold because last year we traded to you guys and. I think we got like a first and a second round pick and then a full year later i bet you sam darnold not command nearly that that amount as of right now yeah no you're right uh, jets made a good move you know shipping him out of town i mean it's i don't want to write the book on him, him yet but it's like halfway close right like so one, one more bad year sam darnold and you've relegated yourself to not a starting quarterback anymore so he he has to know he is fighting for his career you know what i like about the move though you have two 
prove it quarterbacks, two quarterbacks that backs up against the wall. They, they really have, you know, everything to lose and, and a lot to gain, right? Because if they do win out this starting job in Carolina, it could cement themselves as once again, a starting quarterback. So I really do like it, you know, for the narrative. Now, does Carolina put them in a, in a position to win? I sure hope so. Right. There's a lot of doubters naysayers kind of like me about Matt rule. Like I, I really don't, I'm not sold on Matt rule as a coach. Can Christian McCaffrey stay healthy? Robbie Anderson, to me, we're overpaying Robbie Anderson. I, I, I don't think he's he's that upper echelon of a quarterback. And, you know, whatever beef he had with Baker Mayfield, I don't know. It's, like, it's a weird storyline. DJ Moore is going to be huge to this offense. We need DJ Moore, you know, to step up for sure. We've, we've, we're paying him like a, like a top 20-ish receiver. So he better go out and perform like it. But Carolina Panthers are going to be an interesting team. And, and, and like you said, it starts with week one. Yeah, I mean, I think this will be a lot. It will give the Panthers a lot of press during, you know, training camp and preseason because people are going to be looking at Baker and Sam Darnold. And I believe Matt Rule and the head coaches have already said it's an open competition. They're like, we're mm-hmm. we're going to let what the winner win, and that's going to be the who starts week one. So I'm hoping just for the narrative sake, we see Baker Mayfield starting week one, and hopefully that's what we get. They saw enough of Sam Darnold. We don't need to see him again, but I'm sure we'll, we'll see him eventually some year. But <laughs> I do think uh, this is going to be interesting for your Carolina Panthers. Going to get a little, a little press for it a little team in Charlotte that doesn't normally get a lot of press. So props to you Panthers. Now my QB, as I am a Jets fan is in the news for a different (laughs) Wilson is in the news. Um, If you didn't read the story, just go look it up. I don't need to uh, look uh, to summarize, you know, he was dating this girl. Then she went to date his best friend. And then his best, the girl, apparently Zach had to have ended this uh, relationship because then the girl came back said that Zach was sleeping with his mom's best friend. It's been a whole fiasco, but what's turned into what could have been a negative storyline, now all of Twitter is praising Zach Wilson. <laughs> They're saying he's got the dog in him. People are naming him a Hall of Famer. I don't know what's – this might be the best thing that's happened to the New York Jets in, since my lifetime. So <laughs> what are your uh, opinions on this, this, uh, this story, Logan? Yeah, to me, this is a typical Jets storyline, right? It's it's anything but about football – uh, yeah, I mean, to me, I'm old enough to remember the Rex Ryan days when they were always in the news for for uh, all these like just clickbaity titles like Rex Ryan gets a uh, Rex Ryan's Rex Ryan's wife gets a tattoo of, of Mark uh, Mark Sanchez jersey. You remember that? Like, I, I think it was or he got he got a tattoo of his wife wearing a Mark Sanchez jersey. That's what it is. So you get these really like really clowny headlines from from the New York Jets. This, this is what they are. They're kind of a circus franchise. Um, as far as Zach Wilson, you do you, man, my man. If you if you like if you like the women a little bit older, go for it, man. I, who who am I to who am I to stop you? What's been surf- surfacing on on social media recently is the fact that he took I think two like BYU uh, cheerleaders to prom. I mean, so like th- this guy this guy did have that dog mentality in him, right? Right? Like to me on draft night, Zach Wilson looked looked like this little kid that did not belong amongst gro- grown men. And now, oddly enough, he's he's kind of turning the storyline. It's like, no, I'm more grown than you realize. He's just kind of sitting back and and and, and playing it cool. So uh, whatever, it's the Jets. I mean, it's not necessarily the storyline I wanted coming out of Jets minicamp, but you know what? It's a storyline nonetheless. And this is what the Jets do. What I did find funny was that all uh, several of the Jets players were just tweeting jokes about it. Like Makai Becton was joking about it on Twitter, saying, you know, he tweeted that. Uh, Terrell Owens, that's my quarterback, Jeff. Like yeah. that, that was comical. Sauce Gardner was commenting on it with just like a picture. I, I just thought it was funny. I, I don't, I'm hoping for a big year. 
down. But you know, I'm expecting a big year from Zach Wilson. I'm hopeful we get that. Now, Logan, I want to move on and get to a top 10 quarterback list that has caused a lot of controversy over the past week or so. And it was posted by ESPN, or technically it was voted on by league executives. And so I'm going to pull up, you know, I don't need to go through one through 10, but What's your initial takeaway on this list? Because it's caught a lot of tra- controversy. Do you have any uh, qualms with this list? And there's the guys you think should be moved up, moved down. What are your what are your first kind of initial impressions? Yeah, my first initial impression is, I, I, look, I don't get Aaron Rodgers being number one. I'm sorry. Talent, t- talent wise, I think he's about at three, right, right behind you know Mahomes and Josh Allen. What I watched in that AFC Championship duel, I'm like, it's these two, it's these two. And then everybody else. And look, I mean, I love the respect Tom Tom Brady's getting at number four, but you know, talent-wise, do do I believe that? Do I believe that like you know Tom Brady is still a, a top five quarterback? Hey, 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 look, this this is a quick baby take take that I have, but I don't know. I I think I think if if this Bucks team takes a little bit of a step back, which they easily could, I don't know. Tom Brady might might not be in that top five tier, right? This this league. To me, Tom Brady's sitting on that on that pet, like that perch that like the the Bucks are a mediocre season away from Tom Brady being like, maybe I should have maybe stuck with that retirement decision. I just I, I I feel it, and who am I to go against the goat? I know I get it, but there's just a lot of real, really good talent on that list, like to Justin Herberts. I'm excited to see them hopefully like like pass up Tom Brady, right? Jo- Joe Burrow to me is a little bit too high, right? Like I, I would actually take a, a guy like Russell Wilson over Joe Burrow and call me crazy on that, but I've just seen Russell Wilson do it longer, right? We had a we had a really good Joe Burrow last year last year, but to get a top five spot just like that over a Super Bowl, you know, winning quarterback and Matt Stafford who just beat him, like what what is this list? I, I don't know. I've I have a couple questions. I think my biggest issue is actually you know Joe Burrow being at, at number five. You know, when I looked at this list, you know, I understand why Rodgers is one. I saw Rodgers got a new tattoo. If we want to talk about that, we or his first tattoo. We could talk about that if people are interested. But <laughs> but either way, I think they're just giving him a little bit of respect just because he's won back-to-back MVPs. But I think, you know, obviously if people are starting a franchise, you know, today they're taking other guys on this list. But I think I've seen more out of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen over the past, you know, two years to will their teams to victory more so than Rodgers, especially when you get to the playoffs. So I don't mind that Tom Brady's solely there because he's the greatest of all time. I, you know, if you see that 44, it's just kind of comical, but I'm kind of on the same page with it. Joe Burrow should not be five at, at worst. You know, maybe he goes, you know, in that six, seven slot, but I think Matthew Stafford, yeah, that beat him. And I mean, Matthew Stafford's young and he still obviously can make every single throw on the football field. Just won a Super Bowl. I think he's getting a little bit disrespected, but he's kind of been disrespected his whole career. I mean, people, disrespected him in Detroit. They were like, you know, this guy's, you know, they gave him some respect. They're like, yeah, this guy can't win playoff games. This guy can't get to the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Then he finally got to the Rams. People still down him. And then he goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Still number six on this list. So he's a little bit disrespected. Russell Wilson is an interesting one. And same for Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott. And I would throw Lamar Jackson in there, who, who Lamar Jackson was the big guy that got a lot of, you know, kind of press. Like, where's Lamar Jackson in this list? And I can understand why Lamar's kind of left out. It kind of goes to speak at speak to the talent at the QB position. It's one of the most talented positions we've really seen in the last decade or two. We have so much talent. Like, any team would be excited to have any of these 10 guys really starting for their franchise. And that's rare because normally that list is normally five guys and then, you know, some guys that you're like, oh, I kind of feel okay with this. But I think it goes to show just the depth of QB. I think you could put Lamar Jackson in there. I mean, we don't know about Deshaun Watson. We know how good Deshaun Watson was last time we saw him, but 
He's been off of football for a year and some change. So I think Dak Prescott, I think if Dak Prescott would perform a little bit better in the playoffs, I think he'd be creeping up this list. But I just, I'm a little bit torn on that Joe Burrow. That Joe Burrow is weird. But I think you could argue Dak Prescott could be at six and and no one really would pitch a fit just because of how good his statistics are. Yeah, Deshaun Watson to me sticking out like a sore thumb right now, especially now that I realized, like, (laughs) I see the little tweet off to the side, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, excuse me, Deshaun Watson should not be on this list over a guy like Lamar Jackson. We've seen Lamar Jackson win win dang NFL MVP for crying out loud. Like, we know Lamar Jackson's ceiling. And like I said, I think we were talking, you know, months ago when I was like, he could make another run at an NFL MVP. He's that talented. Deshaun Watson is in the headlines for still all the wrong reasons. And, and he's playing on a team, you know, with the Browns, that's a run first team. Look, I, I don't see it. Why, why he, why does he, he deserve to be in the top 10 just because like the last time we saw him, he was playing at a high level. Now, dude, you gotta, you gotta come back and earn that. I, I don't understand what the executives are doing. Maybe they're, they're thinking a couple years back, but yeah, I, I mean, he was playing on a high level on a bad team the last time we saw him. So I don't really think Sean Watson should be that high. I think I, you could argue Lamar Jackson could honestly be up at seven in front of Justin Herbert for all people. Yeah. He could be even higher. He's he's that talented, such a unique player at his position. So you know what? ESPN, NFL executive, you did a great job because you got all the clicks that you guys wanted. So I think that's what the main purpose of this, this uh, was. <laughs> you know what? Mission accomplished if that was the goal. Yeah. But we're going to switch kind of topics. Actually, let's go to the sport that's going to start a little bit earlier, college football. Logan, I know you're itching for some college football. You love it. You were doing yeah. the videos. We'll see how we want to do the videos uh, in the coming months. But well, next month, we get our first college football game in August. How excited oh, yeah. are you? And what are you looking forward to this to this upcoming season? Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to the I, – I need to see if Alabama can be dethroned because last year, obviously, them, you know, Georgia winning the national title to me was a shock. Right. Yeah. Maybe not line reading and spread wise. Right. I actually did luckily pick Georgia in that one. But to me, I'm just like, is it are we finally signaling maybe a decline in the Nick Saban era? Right. They've never shown cracks in that armor. And to me, a lot last year, they they showed they showed some cracks. Now they're returning, I believe, a a lot of starters. So, of course, they're they're always to be dethroned. I want to I kind of want to pull up. uh, I kind of want to pull up the national championship odds. Because that, I mean, that, that that would kind of be something to look at. Because I'm curious what the books have. I mean, I'm sure it's probably Alabama one, right? Am, am I right on that? Uh, yeah, I was just pulling it up. Yeah, Alabama's one at plus 180. Ohio State's team that's got a lot of traction. They were plus 600, now down to plus 300. Georgia plus 350. And then really it's a big jump. They Clemson plus 800. And then USC and Texas A&M in the plus 2000s. Oh yeah, no. Let's talk about USC too. That's a storyline. Obviously, you know, getting the getting a what's his name, uh, Lincoln Riley from uh, Oklahoma, right? Like so. So you had a big splashy hire, and to me, USC's all the all the smoke and mirror type team. I I never bought into them. I never bought into you know them even being the best team in the Pac-12. I still think there's there's a lot of teams in the Pac-12 that could nip at them, like UCLA. And Oregon, if they're if they're at full strength, so it's like everybody's ready to crown USC. I don't know a good comparison for them. They're kind of like the to me, kind of like the Chargers of college football, right? Like they look great on paper, and then they just don't perform. 
So I, I think you, you, USC is definitely a team to watch because honestly, I mean, I, I remember that I'm old enough to remember the good old days, right? In, in, in college football, when the Texas, the USC's were, were up and competitive and they're, they're some of the programs that, that get the most, you know, money, right? Like they get, they get all the top recruits for whatever reason, it's just Texas horns down, right? It's all they they, they can't stay out of their own way. The big 12, I, I think has some, some interesting storylines, you know, what happens to Oklahoma, what happens to, you know, obviously Texas departing, you know, to the SEC soon. Conference realignment, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a conference realignment, I honestly would need to read more into it. Because we've seen, obviously, you know, UCF, my alma mater, is going to be going to the Big 12. And that was like one of the initial moves. And we saw, you know, Texas and Oklahoma going to SEC. But then now, you know, you've seen what USC and uh Who's the other team coming with them to the Big Ten? And then you see the Pac-12 potentially disbanding, basically all those teams going elsewhere. We don't know about the ACC. It's a weird time in college sports where over the next five years, I don't know what conferences look like. I don't know, you know, if we're in three major conferences or what all is going down. So it's really going to be interesting because the next five years are going to be crazy for the for NCAA football and just the NCAA sports in general. Because not only you know you now have the NIL, which is going to impact a lot of different things, but you have all these different conference realignments. It's going to be very interesting, especially for rivalries, because, you know, that's something you look forward to on Black Friday weekend. You get to see the, you know, you'll probably still see the Ohio States and like the Michigans play. But sometimes, you know, those smaller rivalries that are kind of interconference, but sometimes are outside of conference aren't really going to happen. So I'm not sure how those are going to factor in. When I look at these teams, I, I, I don't want to, you know, bet against Alabama, but there's no reason you would take Alabama plus 180. I do, do think Ohio State's very solid. And going to USC, I think they're, Literally the Oklahoma Project 2.0. We saw Oklahoma, super good regular season record, never could get it done in the college football playoff. It's going to be the same exact story. They're going to have all the talent. They're going to put up, put up some points. When push comes to shove and they have to face a team that actually plays defense, which is not really very existent in the Pac-12 <laughs> too much. They play more defense in the Big 12. I'll give them credit. But it's just going to be a bad day for, for USC fans. And speaking of Texas, they finally got Arch Manning. You know, they get this big number one prospect in a couple years. They're going to fumble that somehow. You just know. It's just Horn, horns down, man. And I love I love Texas. They're in Austin. They're named after me, but <laughs> long named going. after you. <laughs> hey, no, I look what I, what I do love, I, and I and I think's funny is that the the Texas finesse style and everything, and, and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. I'm t- promise you, th- those boys won't want the smoke. They'll they'll want they'll be begging to go play those Pac-12 defenses where you just get to light them up for. 40 50 points those sec defenses don't play like that that's some big boy football and nobody wants to hear me get on my sec is the best conference pedestal but i will if you want me to but i i i'm just saying texas texas and oklahoma you're making a mistake and as far as conference realignment goes i look i'm i totally respect the the rivalries the tradition of the traditional conferences and and i think you'd be making a big mistake by going to let pretty much like four super conferences right because then you then you miss out on a lot of those out of conference games that probably won't happen because if you think about these mega conferences they're probably going to have to play more in conference games so those potential upsets that make college football and college sports you know great when you know these small schools travel to you know ann arbor the big house or you know like Florida, the swamp, they, they always play these small teams that really play, play up to their, you know, big brothers competition. You won't see as much of that if, if they're having to play in these big mega conferences. So I think that's, that, that's something potentially that I'm thinking about and maybe weary of, but I'm so excited for the season though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's still a couple of years away from where we see like, I think major changes, but yeah. 
yeah, it's going to be – it would be a shame to see those games go. I think we might see some more interconference play. You know how we see – like the beginning of the year, we see like the big teams that normally never play each other actually start to play each other. So I think that would be cool. Like you see those opening day kickoffs where it's always like Alabama versus you know, Ohio State or some very good team to kind of kick off the, the college football season. I think college football sports is going to be very different from, you know, July 12th or 13th of 2022 to, you know, three years from now. It could just be absolutely different. So it's going to be exciting, though. I'm excited for college football. excited for my UCF Knights to get back out there. Interesting team I'll be looking at is Oklahoma Sooners because I want to see how Dylan Gabriel, the ex-UCF starter, was transferred nine straight times and finally is back in Oklahoma. We'll see how he performs because he's obviously a guy that I watch a ton and I wasn't never too high of an, on him at UCF. So, I'm excited to see how he does, but kind of switching gears to a question from fan. And we always ask you guys to submit your questions wherever you can. If you want to put them in the comments of our normal videos or, you know, put the send it to us on Twitter. We're happy to answer any questions. That's kind of what the podcasts are for. It's more so talking about the things we love, talking about, you know, random things. And they're normally sports related, but if you ever have any questions about what our favorite food is, feel free to drop it and we'll, we'll go on a tangent. But this was a question on Twitter. It was asked, and I'm going to ask it to you, and then I'll answer. It was, what sport do you enjoy most as a fan, and which sport do you enjoy most, you know, working the bets, doing the research for? Uh, first and foremost, I will always be a football fan. You know, that it's college football is my favorite thing to watch. I love the tradition, the pageantry. You know, I it, it started when I went to the University of Florida. They're a huge college football school, and like I think, I think it's it's ingrained in your culture because ever since I moved up to, you know, I live in Philadelphia now. College football isn't really big up here, right? It's not big up north, you know, at least in the northeast. It's probably, you know, big out, you know, in the Midwest. It's big in the south. So it's a regional thing, right? And so being in an area that college football means so much to me, that will always be my first love. I I, I love the craziness of college sports. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it's definitely one of my things. NFL is a close two, though. I do love the pros. I do love all the betting implications and stuff behind that. Um now, as far as which sport, you know, I enjoy most working bets. I, I mean, truthfully, I I think I think baseball and only because I did a whole entire pretty much year of it. And now I'm almost halfway into another year. I'm starting to finally like to me realize the betting trends, the betting patterns. And to to be a better sports gambler, you, you have to do a lot of line reading. And, you know, it, it sometimes works out. Sometimes makes you look like a fool if you misread the line, but I I think I think I've grown a lot in, in that area, so I do enjoy profiting and, and making a lot of baseball bets for sure. Yeah, I can definitely see a lot of improvement from last year over you know into this year for MLB. You know, people that might not know, you know, we haven't necessarily been betting MLB for. 10 straight years, you know, it's all a learning process. And that's what I think, you know, even like, you know, technically we're recording this on Tuesday, but even, you know, yesterday we had no in three day, but I think you can learn a lot from those losing days that I think are important. And, you know, if you're on an absolute heater, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. But some days those bad days are going to come. It's all about bouncing back, especially when you're making videos, because you're like, you have to own up to your L's and you're going to get some comments from naysayers and whatnot. And you just have to push through them and kind of not worry about those people. But to answer this question, I feel like which sport I enjoy the most as a fan it's hands down NFL pro football. I do love watching college and I'm excited for this upcoming N or college season. Cause I do expect myself to watch a little bit more, but I just can't get over Sundays and just sitting back and just sitting on the couch from one to 1130 Eastern time and just watching football. There's nothing better than that. And, you know, sometimes in the middle of there, I do have to create a Monday night football video so that people can watch that after Sunday night football. But you know, there's nothing that better than that. And, you know, I find myself 
and then I'll kind of answer the second question. Which sport do I enjoy the most working my bets and doing the research? I do enjoy basketball for about the first, you know, six months. Once you get into the playoffs, it's kind of a grind. And well, I enjoy, I would say NBA regular season. Very good. But when you get to the postseason, it's not a whole lot of fun. I still do it because I love, you know, helping you guys out and, you know, giving you guys my favorite thoughts and picks and whatnot. But it's just you're picking the same teams over and over and over again. It's just like the lines are so sharp. You just can't do it. I mean, luckily we had a good postseason this run. Last year in the postseason, I was down bad and really, like, really didn't want to just take the rest of the time off. But, you know, I would say NBA regular season's fun just because, you know, there's teams are different matching up every single time. And that's kind of why I like betting MLB because – Despite, you know, the teams will play three times in a row, you know, you're still going to get different matchups every single week. And so that's mm-hmm. fun to see. It's fun to see teams that don't play each other all too often or fun to see those rivalries like the Yankees and Red Sox and watch those games go back and forth over and over again. So I would say definitely basketball is my favorite one, but there's nothing better than hitting a money line parlay for the people in, in on Sundays. And, mm. and we love our football. So, you know, we're excited for there's a reason we talk about football in like May and July, June, July. It's because that's our, one of our favorite sports. And so we're both looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, it's just an exciting time to be live. We're less than two months away from NFL football. And I don't I don't know how to contain myself. Yeah, but for sure. I, I hear exactly what you're saying, you know, with when the lines start to sharpen up, because I think I, I think I've, I've talked about this sort of, you know, with with our group and in, in our discord and, and chalkboard and stuff like that, where as a, as a sports gambler, I realized post All Star break the lines got really sharp in baseball, and you you have to make that adjustment to it, right? The books, the whole thing about about betting baseball and, and about it, betting a team where they've already faced a bunch of things, you can't go off of past, you know, you you can't just say, oh well, th- this pitcher you know gave up o- only one earned run in his last two starts versus the, this this team. Well, if the line doesn't tell you, doesn't indicate that probably something fishy right so i i think you know you and i at least have have started to to find that trend more and the longer we do it and the longer we were able to hopefully pass our knowledge on to you know what we've learned to the the people we're just only going to get better right we're not we're not never going to hit 100 percent of our bets but i mean that's unrealistic right we wouldn't be you know we, we'd be living like kings if we yeah, did right? I, I think it goes to show you know the research and you know the thoughts and you know the knowledge we've built over time because you like i just said i mean last you know last nba playoffs i don't know how much money i lost but it was a lot and you know you saw you know this regular this playoffs you know i was more dialed in started to push back a lot of plays started to be more dialed in on the process and looking at these lines and realizing how sharp they were and realizing you know oh yeah i just scored 35 points last year's austin would have said I bet he's going to do it again, but not realizing, I feel like once you get into playoffs, you kind of think more basketball oriented, like what is a team going to be saying, you know, in their post game, you know, meetings between the teams. And so I think that's kind of what I dived into a little bit more and it's going to only grow time over time. And, you know, we'll start to, you know, learn more and more about each sport. I mean, there's so many specifically for baseball. There's so many different analytics you could look at. You could look at spin rates. You could look at I have 150 stats you want to look at every single day, but only do so much and that's a, that's what i love about baseball but also hate about it there's ways so many numbers and as a person that's you know statistically driven i'm always looking at them but it's just fun that we're able to do this for you guys and able to talk about sports every single morning and a weekly for everyone out there and the fact that you guys have given us a platform to not only do that talk about sports betting talk about our favorite picks and just be able to interact with you guys i mean we have thirty-five thousand people that's a ridiculous number that you know i ever video went out for a second but every day you can click on our channel you get our one year anniversary kind of thing and i'm excited to do another one year two year anniversary maybe uh upcoming in what october or november but yeah 
it, we're excited. We appreciate you guys always for supporting the channel. The, everyone that clicks the like button, comment button, submits us questions, asks us questions, whatever you guys do to support the channel, we, we certainly do appreciate it. Um, and we mean that from Logan and I. We, we can't do it without you guys. Yeah, of course. I, I echo all your sentiments. I mean, to me, it's it's been the community aspect, you know, growing pretty organically. I remember when I first started putting out the baseball videos, that was in front of maybe we had a, a few thousand subscribers. And I mean, now tens of thousands of subscribers. I mean, it's just it's an unreal growth. And I, I love when people drop comments like do, do 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 us that favor and always engage with us. Look, I don't care if you're telling me my, my picks wrong and you disagree. Why do it respectfully, please. But uh, just, just let me know, like, why why you think the other way. And a, a lot of times I'll be like, you know, good looks, but may the best man win. But that's that's what, you know, you and I enjoy a lot about it. Yeah. And to kind of close this off, um, you know, I feel like that's what we do it for. I mean, we would rather, honestly, I would rather people disagree with my pick than just, you know, tail it because Austin said so and then get angry yeah. when they lose money kind of thing. I would much rather see people disagreeing and hear their feedback because, like I said, we if we had been betting, you know, sports betting for – hundred years, maybe I'd be more inclined to be like, all right, you know, whatever. But, you know, we're all learning. We're all learning together. And that's the whole part of calling our shot. It's our shot, not just, you know, calling my shot. Sometimes we might, you know, throw that in there like, oh, I'm hitting this guy for a dinger kind of thing. But most of it's all about the community aspect. So certainly appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. Next week, Logan, we got an interesting uh, podcast. We're talking all about MLB futures post All-Star break because the All-Star break will be mm-hmm. starting after Sunday slate of games. The podcast normally live on Wednesday. We'll throw it out to you guys a day early on Tuesday because so, there's no games until Thursday. So give you guys a couple of days next week to watch. But we appreciate you guys as always for t- tuning into it. We really can't do it without you guys. Thanks for all submitting your questions. We appreciate you guys as always from Austin and Logan. We'll see you guys again next week and obviously in our daily videos. See you guys then.